I'm Brooks Gray. You're listening to Accidental Theology, a podcast about theology and worship. And this is War. Holy is the Lord. A mighty fortress is our God. All hail the power of Jesus' name. When you hear those words, what do you think? Do they mean a whole lot to you? And if the answer is no, or if you don't put much thought into them, I hope by the end of our little discussion today, our short time here, that you will start to think more about those. Because when we say those words, when we sing those songs, they should mean a whole lot because we're making a powerful statement as believers in God. We're saying that God alone is worthy of our worship, that He alone is worthy of all glory, that there's power in the name of Jesus and that there's no one like Him. And you know who always cares about those words? Satan, the enemy, the devil. He wants God's glory. He wants His power. He wants to be the all-powerful King. And when we sing songs like How Great Is Our God or A Mighty Fortress Is Our God or all these other songs declaring the goodness and greatness of God, to God be the glory, Satan does not take that lightly, and neither should we. Because to him, those are fighting words. When we lift up our praise to God, those are fighting words to Satan because he wants that glory. He wants God's glory. And worship is our call to arms. When we're singing those songs, we're declaring whose side we're on. We're basically saying, look, Satan, you're not who you think you are. Uh, You may think that you have all this power, but there's one true king, and there's one who's powerful. And so I want you to think about the last time you were in a worship service or in your own personal worship, wherever it was, the last time you were worshiping, was it something that you were doing simply because it's what you're supposed to do as a Christian? Were you in church with other people singing these songs just because that's how it's been done for the past 2,000 years? And I want you to honestly answer those questions and really think about this. You know, Is there meaning when I say those words? I'll hail the power of Jesus' name. Not just those words, but you get the you get the idea. And I want you to think back to Second Chronicles chapter twenty. And I won't read it all, but I'll, I'll kind of give you a synopsis of everything that's taken place here um, at this time in in Israel's history. Jehoshaphat was was king, and uh, in chapter seventeen, I believe it is of Second Chronicles, it talks about how how Jehoshaphat was a good king. I think it says his heart was courageous in the ways of the Lord. But then when you fast forward to um, to chapter 20, well, when you hear about you know Jehoshaphat was a good king, God protected them, protected Israel, and there was not any fighting, nobody coming against them for years. But when you get to chapter 20, God kind of lifts his hand a little bit. It lifts his sovereign hand and um, allows the kingdoms, the nations around Israel to start to rise up against them. And that's where you get to chapter 20, when Jehoshaphat, being a, a good king and fearing the Lord, does what he knows to do. He, uh, he bows his head in prayer. He calls the people to fall on their faces and pray and, and just ask for God's protection. 
And so they do this. And in the middle of all of this, they they begin to worship. And, um, and you know, you hear phrases throughout this scripture like, uh, you know, don't fear. Um, the, the battle's not yours. The battle is mine. God is saying that the the battle is mine, so don't don't fear. You know I've protected you all this time. Um, just because there are enemies rising up against you, don't think that I won't protect you now. And so Jehoshaphat prays, bows his head, falls to the ground, and then all of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did the same thing. They fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And then you start to read about how the Levites stood up. In the midst of everybody falling down and, and praying and seeking the Lord, the Levites stood up to praise the Lord with a very loud voice, it says. And not only that, but Jehoshaphat and his army then prepares to actually go to battle with these nations that are rising up around them. And what do they do? If you remember the story, if you're not familiar with it, I encourage you to go back and read it. It's in Second Chronicles chapter 20. You can actually start earlier than that in about chapter 15, 16, 17, kind of get a little more of the backstory. Just read the whole book. Yeah, just do that. Get the whole book. Um, not get the whole book, but read the whole book. <laughs> um, unless you don't have a Bible, then get the whole book. You'll need that. So they get to this point where they're going to fight these nations that are rising up around them. And so what do they do? They prepare their their armies, and um, and then Jehoshaphat sends out the worshipers first in the battle. Uh, he, he says, go out and praise the Lord. It says he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army and say, say these words, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And so they began to sing and praise and, and then God set an ambush against these men and he, he spared the Israelites. When we think about that, you can't help but notice in that whole story that there's power when the people of God lift their voices, when the people of God sing. What I hope we can all remember is that the battle is not ours. We have to constantly remind ourselves on a daily basis that we're not in a war with our spouse. We're not in a war with our boss or our coworkers or our classmates. Our enemy is the devil. And, you know, I've always had this thought in my head in going to church. I've been in church my entire life, basically. And we start our week. Sunday Sunday starts the week. You know, when you think about America, our week starts on Sunday. If you look at a calendar, it goes Sunday through Saturday. I know that's probably not the case everywhere, especially when you look back at uh, ancient Israel times. But I've always thought it was interesting that we start our week in worship. We're leading out the week together as a body in worship. But the reality is for a lot of us, we're, we start retreating on Monday. You know, we come in and start our week in worship, and then by the time Tuesday hits, we're already re- retreating. But we're in a spiritual battle, battle and uh, we need to be leading the charge. And we need to be reminded that the battle is not ours. So know that this is war. Know that when you sing those songs, when you arrive at church, uh, your church service, whenever that may be, or in your personal worship time, when you're singing those words that your worship team is going to be leading, no matter if it's traditional, contemporary, hip-hop, country, whatever it looks like, when you're singing words like, how great is our God, or uh, to God be the glory, those are fighting words to Satan. 
And we need to be reminded of that, but also take confidence in knowing that though we have a spiritual enemy, though we have a war going on, the battle isn't ours, that we can trust in God. Though there may be times where he lifts his sovereign hand just like he did with the nation of Israel and these other things pop up around us and start to fight us, that we can still call upon the Lord and sing his praises. And we can say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. So I want to encourage you with that this week. And remember, as you lift your voice in worship in your corporate times or your personal times, that you're making a declaration of whose side you're on. And the enemy is not happy about that. So be encouraged that even though things may pop up, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this idea uh, next week, I think, as we look at Paul and Silas. But remember, that there is there is reason to continue to lift our voices in worship because His steadfast love does endure forever. I hope you have a phenomenal week, that uh, things are fantastic for you, weather is great, and you just come to know God on a more intimate and personal level as He reveals more of Himself to you. Thank you for joining me. Come back again next week. We'll chat a little bit more about Paul and Silas. God bless. Mm-hmm.